Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we bring back the first guest I ever had on this podcast, Tafaya, and man is it different from that first original talk that we had. Much more fluid and natural, we just get into all kinds of things and blast off in this space about dance, mentality, philosophy, psychology, and all kinds of things that make us sound smarter than we actually are. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and Tafaya always makes me think differently about stuff. He's one of those guys you can go deep on things and just share ideas and build off of each other and end up in some completely random place than you started. And it's okay. I enjoyed the journey and not knowing where it would end up and I hope you do too. Peace. Okay, yo, what's up? We're with Tafaya again, the first dude that was kind enough to waste his time with me talking nonsense. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, we just finished a, a workshop, a bounce workshop, you know, maybe I'll put some footage up there, footage not found. Um, but yeah, we just finished a bounce workshop and then we were like, yeah, we, sh- we should just catch up and shoot the, shoot the, the beat, right? And um, here we are. So yeah, welcome back to Faya. Yeah. Hey, what's up to the people? I think we got maybe there's 11 people now that are watching sometimes. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, yo, yeah, recently we've been taking these, these workshops, right? Yeah. Bounce. They've been blowing your mind, right? Yeah, definitely a very mind expanding experience. <laughs> you know what? I think it, it's, and it, it's not because though of, it's not like the concepts are, the concepts are common. Maybe we all know these concepts, but yeah. the layering of them and um, also like that specific repertoire of movement with the drills or certain ways of moving, yeah. it makes everything just like way grimier than you even expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the one thing, it, it he talks a lot about it, like with... Um, you know, you'll be doing something and then like just suddenly something will click in your head and it's like, boom, oh yeah, hey, that move that I did before that I thought had no connection, like suddenly it clicks in your head and it becomes relevant again. Like Mm -hmm. that stuff recently and like that workshop really like, uh, what do you call it? Like pound, uh, drove it home, drove that point home of like the more stuff that you learn, like, your brain, yo, I got this, okay. I had this random theory about, um, yeah, like about creativity and how creative, create, creativity works and stuff like that. And like your unconscious mind and stuff like that. And like a lot of times, like people will be like, yo, how do you come up with this stuff or whatever? And a lot of times people like, it's hard to answer because you, you like, 
sometimes you don't even know, you're not even trying to come up with something and then things will click. Like you're just walking somewhere, but you happen to be listening to some music or something. And maybe you're like daydreaming in your head. And then just suddenly this thing clicks in your head, right? Of like these two ideas. And I had this, this theory, there's no foundation to this. It's just my own thinking. Very experimental, like. Yeah. So a friend of mine said, was talking about dreams or something like that. And like one of the, theories or one of the thoughts of his thought was like dreams are your brain kind of like organizing information and and is this thing still relevant so it just like starts throwing things together and like when you there's certain times when you're um awake like daydreaming you know and your mind just sort of wanders and you kind of yeah. get into that state of like you're thinking about stuff and it's just kind of going it's almost the same state as like when you're um, meditating probably of like ideas are coming in your head and then they're just going as they please. And, and until you like really like snap out of it and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm about to walk into a pole or something like that. Right. Like, so your brain is in that same similar state of like ideas just being like just random things. And I think that's your brain like organizing the stuff that you've learned and like, is this piece of information still relevant? Well, let's find out. Let's just throw it together with all these random things and see if something sticks. And because you're awake, you're still able to be like, like recognize some stuff and, and like something will, will stand out in your head and it'd be like, boom, oh yeah. Hey, that is still relevant, but you're not really necessarily thinking about that. Like, yeah. It's like, even if that thing is a piece of a larger thing, you might only take a piece of the piece even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I always think also like, when you're talking about like, I don't know, any of that creativity or whatever, there's also like, I'm coming to realize that patience and like the ability to be still mm. also weeds out a lot of things. Cause you know, like, when you're when you're patient or when you're still we we'll use like stillness the act of not moving ideally like that mentality mm -hmm. um it, it kind of like like weeds away the rest of everything else that isn't like that isn't going to be permanent for you you know and you you see it with people you see it with you know various things yeah i see what you, you know mean. what i mean so for example it's like in a relationship with a person let's say you choose to be still, right? And there are gonna be a lot of people, if you don't message them, if you just be still, if you don't communicate with them, those, those things will erode and they'll wash away. But then the ones that remain are the true ones, right? Like in, in that kind of sense. And so in a movement level too, it's like, if we just sat with it for like a month or a year, what are we gonna have at the end of it? If we didn't do anything, yeah, yeah, like yeah. What, would, what would we still have? And I think that's also, the, the gold in your subconscious yeah you know? yeah yeah man what would you have if you if you just sat with, with it for <laughs> well you know <laughs> it would be that true friend of a move for you <laughs> friend of a move wow that's a term. It never leaves you <laughs> that, that, okay that's that's a good term what's your true friend of a move yeah, you haven't you you didn't break for like a year and you're like oh man i miss breaking and then boom that move just comes out <laughs> <laughs> of a move it's gonna be like a 
it's probably going to be that like figure four pivot of like where your legs are crossed and you just like swing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that shit, I use that everywhere. So, like, yeah. I, yo, for yeah. me, like when I watch you, the thing that always stands out, maybe it's because your legs are so long. Like, when you do those, I don't even know what to call them. Like, like, okay, you can just, I'm gonna try try and do some my own finger dancing. You're like here, and then you'll do like your your leg will like sweep above, and then like hook or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that always. Lots of people use it, but it's just like it's become synonymous with you for me. Huh. One of those things that, oh shit, it's just like the way that you do it or just the way that your body is, it looks, it looks good. I, I think like, uh, the, it's like a combination. Cause sometimes when I do things, I'm also like, it's like you talk about throwing things together. I'm thinking of like two people mm -hmm. and like them merging together. So it's like Laos, <laughs> so it's like Laos in my brain who taught me how to move like do this uh -huh. leg and then Ryota who has those details of the overlapping everything is always overlapping uh -huh. so like in my brain I'm like oh I learned this from here and this from here and then like let's fuse these characters yeah and that creates that and then taking that into a different position yeah yo I've it's been like diving deep into creativity and what, what does that even mean and stuff like that and Whoa. One, one of the things like that and then maybe some of these things are just obvious or they're obvious and then you think a little bit about it and then it, it becomes deeper i don't know maybe i'm just like a total idiot trying to sound smart but uh yeah one of the things i'm trying to remember like yeah creativity is like people were like, how do I be creative? And it's really like, you just, you experience a lot of things and like your creativity is all your experiences like compiled into this moment. Yeah. Like, you know, I think you know, maybe today Bounce kind of mentioned it or I'm remembering something wrong, but like, it's the reason why if, if let's say someone shows both of us a move, yeah. Right. Same move, same position. We're going to take it different directions because we each have our own experiences and our own things that we're drawing on our own influences. And you have like, I have my own, you have your own, like, um, and that because of that, you're going to take them in different directions. And like, that's what your creativity is of like knowing, well, you don't even have to know it, but like, and creativity is just kind of something that like you do a lot, but it's going to be guided by the things that you experienced and, and the things that you learned and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. How much you want to draw on those experiences. Or how easy in that specific art form for the person is to contextualize it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or that too. And that's I mean, like familiarity too. Right. Right. With the movement. And that's where like this whole stuff with, bounce and like the amount that he drills stuff like that's a big thing that i took away and it came it was already kind of i was already kind of getting there with uh i was reading like bruce lee's book and just like that guy was a nut too 
and he just like he would drill like a punch so many times and like you don't even have to think about the punch like so when when a situation comes up this is kind of what i was saying before right like when the situation comes up and like your coping mechanism thing inspired that thinking when that situation comes up you know how to act you know what to do right so it's the same with movement like you train all these things like a billion different times and whatever as long as you're conscious of like how it starts and how it ends or whatever like when that situation comes up you can you have something to do like you're not just lost like what do i i don't even know what to do from this like figure four position like if you yeah. practice that situation a whole bunch and come up with all these different options for yourself to do like then you're never going to get stuck right, right? and like right. a lot of these things overlap too or you start to like you're so familiar with it on the ground that if you like we're just like, well, what if I did it on top? And you're so familiar with it that you can just kind of like make that small little leap over to, I don't know, top rock or doing it on your back. And it just yeah. happens. And that's when like spontaneous creation comes and stuff like that. Yeah. There's also that question, like when these things are happening, sometimes it's like conscious decision where you're so in the moment that you feel like you have like that, you know, God level control where you're like, <laughs> oh, this. Like, <laughs> and it comes out and you're like, oh yeah, that's, the, that's it right there. Yeah. And then sometimes you're just like, I have no idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. What is this? Put my hand here. Oh shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and, yeah, it just yeah. works. and then there's like that in between too, where you're having a bad day, you're trying to flow and the things are creative and they're really interesting, but there's so many stutters you know, like, yeah, and uh, like I'm always confused as to kind of like the the pathway that I enjoy the most. Do I enjoy being unconscious and like letting things run out of me just freely, or do I enjoy the conscious control of like, yeah. like, yeah? I I I would love to. So I've been getting for whatever reason I've just been getting into like a lot of psychology stuff lately. Uh, I would love to see the way that people break or whatever they do, like the way they dance, the way they create art, all these things, the way they approach it matched with like a personality test or whatever, like, you know, where, where they are on like, uh, you know, are they a more like orderly person and everything has to like fit into its place and like whatever, I don't know the terms for it, but that kind of thing or are they more like let's go with flow man whatever this kind of stuff or are they somewhere in between and and i'm sure there's all kinds of other personality traits that would yeah. influence it or whatever but it was, yeah it would just be interesting because like, yeah. yeah if you did that you could see like oh like that's why you all have this similarity to do this because <laughs> this, this yeah. that yeah, yeah yeah but like uh what the hell? What the hell was I gonna say? Oh well, I forgot it. <laughs> Move on. But yeah, yo, that's one thing too. Is like letting go, being able to let go, and you know, people being so focused. Like I feel like people who are more on that, everything has to be like this way. They're more, what do you call it? Like orderly, or or I don't know the terms. Like they don't like disorder. Yeah. So some people are more like it has they've got to go like step by step and this kind of thing. 
and um, I feel like maybe that for those kinds of people, it's harder to like let go of stuff. Like when, when you're trying to come up with some, like, okay, this idea is interesting. Let me just keep going. And they get, they're like too focused, maybe some people who are too focused and they can't let go or they can't see that other path that just opened up because they, they're like made a mistake. And to someone who's like more open, like free, kind of like, chaotic or whatever you want to call it order and chaos like more chaotic they might be like oh you know what that's kind of interesting screw that like thing that i was originally going for and now let's just go for this yeah, you bench the other one yeah or like go with wherever it's going up. what was that you ever watch people give up i think i've seen it a few times and they were definitely like too focused on like i need to do this move yeah yeah well watching people give up is one of the like funnest it's like one of the most interesting things because uh, yeah. when they give up like they relax and then they they'll like do something right to get up and i'm usually like that's the thing like that's the real movement in there like, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Get up, like that like one second little hand placement where you're trying to get up after you <laughs> fell that was the thing so, but yeah like you know that's the thing is like it's you hear it a lot there's just so many things that when i was breaking like learning breaking you'd hear a lot of things and you're like yeah i get that you know crash to create this kind of thing like your mistakes can be new moves and stuff like that but it's kind of hard to really get it until you've done the breaking for a long time and you've kind of like put a lot of these things into some kind of context and you've seen a lot of things and you know a lot of movements and then and, and you've done you've done things like a certain way you've approached them a certain way yeah that stuff like like that starts to make more sense of like oh yeah like i made this mistake why does it have to be a mistake why don't i just go with it and that's like that's the new path right and it's like when you when you resist it, that's when it becomes clear that it's a mistake, mm. you know. And I, like that's a that's been the the path these days. It's like ah. <laughs> path, yeah, or like the awesome. new exciting approach to breaking is like learning to to relinquish like control mm -hmm. on things and like see, yeah, like what i was saying like the awareness mm. and being able to recognize these things but you don't get that until you, unless you've trained your body to be able to move how your mind wants it to move right yeah so like yeah and then when i made that connection you know that was all from like reading bruce lee's book and the guy was a nut and like but yeah he was also like kind of a philosopher right drew on right. Like, and buddhism and things like that so yeah I think it's like it's so important when we're doing any of these kind of art forms like we have to draw from a variety of other sources like yeah you, know, you have to look at nature you have to look at society like there's all these other patterns that are repeating that like we can also extract and like analyze like blatantly because we do a lot of things without realizing it but like it's really fun too when you can realize it and be like this is what it is this is this ice cream sandwich hence the shape but you know and just be like okay now let's take that apart 
and then it's like oh wow i didn't even know like all of this was functioning like that yeah 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 man it's like when you can start uh seeing like yeah you take the blinders off yeah and then you just start seeing like yeah why did why was i so focused on just breaking and like i get it because it's the kind of thing of like you have to you have to know what it is before you start trying to like mess with it right and so it's important for people to like get really focused and, and understand the mechanics and understand like well what makes breaking but then man like i was talking about this with uh, my friend the other day this will be the interview before you yeah. um but yeah like oh shoot i just lost what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about Fred the other day. Something about blinders, taking the blinders off. Blinders off, yeah. I just forgot it. <laughs> oh, good. You're like, my mind is too blown. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yo, the, my mind is too free now these days. <laughs> too free. No, yeah. no, no. I, I always had this problem. I could never, like, sometimes I just blank out and I yeah. forget what I'm talking about. You're like, I just solved all the world's pro oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, something about blinders and something about oh, well, blinders. You know, yeah. well, I remember a while ago, a long a few years back, somebody was asking me about like we were talking about style. And they were like, How do you develop on something when you have something? Or or let's say they're talking about movement in a conceptual level. And there's like all different ways we could talk about that, right? There's too many, but they were talking about, yeah, like I wanna, I want people to imagine that like my style is like a gun, you know? And I was like, you really said, that? no, they, they, this person said that. <clears throat> they gave that example, and I was like, okay, well, if we're using that as an example, have you done your research, you know? And it's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, uh, first of all, like, what kind of gun is it, like? How many how many chambers you know does it have for bullets like what kind of bullets what are they made out of like is it a revolver is it a machine gun or a gatling gun right like how do you load it like what what is it what's the makeup how heavy is it like all of that impacts like how we're going to think about the movement too right yeah because like a revolver style is going to be different from an ak style like you know Yo, like, man now i'm just thinking about how if that's i think that that's the most fun part is like you get someone someone says this thing and then it makes you think about well, how would you actually apply that if you were making movements based on that now i'm like what would a revolver do how would it be different from like a rifle from a sniper round yeah. or something like that what like is reloading you know like what is reloading like and that's the that's the most fun part is like how do you interpret these ideas is there recoil? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And, or are, are yeah. there guns for certain situations? Like, are, are you switching? Like, yeah. no, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. The idea of like, let's take this thing that doesn't really belong in whatever I'm working with or like whatever, whatever is like a typical established um, order of like whatever you're doing, your art or your business or things like that and like the creative stuff is always that like okay well this thing doesn't belong how do I make it belong or how do I make it fit or yeah stuff like that 
you know, well, like, it's just the where it's not, it's not, does it, maybe it's just finding the point where it just, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, I think, do you, what do you think about this? This is something that me and Mark talked about a lot and, and Nathan and our crew too. Uh, like we come up with, we had this random, there's been a few variations of them, like random name games where like one of them was, yeah, just like taking celebrity names and turning them into porn names. Perfect. And it became, you know, part of the fun was like, well, how can you turn that name into something like porn related or whatever? But the, even the one before that, the original like word game was on some road trip. I wasn't even there, but like the road, it, it spawned off of someone's like smelly sock. And in there, someone was like, oh, this smells like sweet onion mixed with something or whatever. And like oh. that led into... I don't even know how they arrived at it. It was like you, they went through the entire alphabet. So like if you start with A, it had to be uh, a place or like a like a nationality, uh -huh. uh, food, and a mode of transportation. And they all had to start with A or like have that A sound. So yeah. it would be like Albuquerque, Albuquerque applesauce um, airplane. Yeah. Something like that, right? And then everyone has their shot. And like, as you go through it, people, like the obvious ones get put out first. And then people, like we'd have with other games too. Like it's like these creative, creative exercises, but these other games, like same kind of word games, and you get the obvious ones out. And then the car would just go silent, or the room would go silent. Yeah. And it was like, everyone is thinking and thinking and thinking. And I think like that's, that's kind of like what you, you do with breaking. Like what people, how should people should approach breaking. Yeah. It's like, just pick a position, pick a theme or something like that. And like, okay, do these things, throw them out. And then, yeah, all right, those ones are done. Those are the obvious ones. And they're yeah. still useful. Yeah. Now let's look at what, what's that? deeper like <laughs> low the surface kind of stuff and like having other people there totally helps too like people that you vibe with those true friends those true what did you say that you just had to sit still for <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah they will like you know you vibe off of each other because you'll say something or you'll do something and they'll be like oh that, that was fresh but like what you said they'll, they'll notice something that you didn't even notice like the way that you got up and they're like Yo, that was the move right there. And then they, they start taking it and they build something else out of it. And you're like, oh, shit, maybe I should try something. Oh, okay. How about this? Would you rather... <laughs> would you rather somebody create something or like show you something that, that you know, because we're talking about getting the easy things out of the way, right? Like that yeah. on that level. It's like, yeah. would you rather somebody show you something that's like, so simple but makes you feel like why didn't i think of that or something so ridiculous that you're like i could never have physically been even capable to do that to imagine it okay this is my just for me i love the stuff where it was like that is so easy 
and so obvious, but no one ever thought of it. Like it's such a simple, small detail. Like, like uh, Nathan in our crew has this one move. It's like a little crossover footwork step that he kind of like moves towards them, towards whoever. And it's like a little kind of side step. He just kind of crosses his hands and moves forward, right? But what makes it so dope is he does that. And then he just does, just does his head roll at the end. So it's kind of like this, this sort of, uh, what do you call that? Newton's cradle. I know. Yeah, but the kind of thing like you knock, like a knockout kind of thing. One thing moves and knocks the other thing out. So like the movement is the rest of his body and it moves and then his body stops and then his head moves. So you get that kind of separated motion. But like the movement itself is so simple. Anyone can do it. Anyone could think of it. But the dope part is no one did. Yeah. Right? And like I love simple details yeah. that like you, you anyone can do it right but you didn't and it's like how did they get into it when did they do it that kind of stuff anyway could have did it but you didn't so you lose yeah but that's what's like yeah me and mark talk about that all the time of like yo i the best moves are the ones where you're like i wish i thought of that like i could think of that what what like what is one move that to this day you're like i wish i could go back in time and invent that Let's see. if there's anything like standard you know globally that people use oh standard moves yeah like is there anything standard where you're like i wish i could go back in time just so i could be the first one to show that to people uh yo the What the fuck is that? Excuse my language. Uh -huh. Like blenders or whatever you call them? Be egg beaters? I don't know. Like people have different names for them. You know, like your legs, your, your legs are kind of going like, like yeah, this. yeah, dead legs or whatever. Yeah. Is that dead yeah. legs? That's dead legs, right? Or whatever. Yeah. It's funny because like, for me, it would have been um, like the leg wrap evolution of that. Oh. Uh, so like when your legs start like wrapping and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. with each other like i wish i made that if i could go back that Ooh. one the one like you know it's when they're going outward inside out. inside out yeah when they're going like this yeah yeah from yeah inside out that's the one that just feels so good yeah like i could just do that like just go around on the floor build a whole style out of that and like, yeah, I've been kind of working on stuff like similar to that, of like that same kind of feel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like sliding around and being like a, uh, I don't know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like some, some squid in a game that's like yeah. walking, but it's like, and it's like, it's just kind of like hovering on the ground, but its legs are just going like, yeah. Yeah. something like that. I saw this video the other day. It was of like a, this shark that's like walking on the bottom of like the floor using its fins. Shark? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like a, a shark somewhere like off of Indonesia or someplace. You know what I mean? And I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
developing feet. It's only a matter of time before they, they get up on the beach and they start chomping our legs off. They're going to have, like, their little pistols. But, you know, it just made me think, like, oh, like, how could I, how could I do that? You know, like, I, I was already like, okay. You know, I didn't think of a shark before. And so now it's been in my brain, like, what, what can I do with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shark walking at the bottom shark of the ocean. Yeah, like that kind of stuff always reminds me of, I bring him up all the time, Mark. But like, you know, he's, people maybe don't know him or whatever, but like that guy, if you've ever met him, if you've ever like sessioned with him, like he just thinks about these things in such a weird way. He's one of those guys where you're like, I wish, I thought of that and it's constant because like well some of the stuff is like pretty nutty and i would never want to do it actually because he just destroys his body sometimes but then other some other stuff like this the way that he thinks is like why would you think that yeah but it's not in a bad way it's not like why did you do that that's so dumb or no no, no. you say that you're like why would you think of that that's so dumb and amazing yeah you know like yeah anyway he has sorry <laughs> going back he has this one move i don't know if you've seen it it's like where he's he's got his like his legs kind of crossed and he's standing on the toe oh yeah and he's like he leans forward and he like puts his hands up and he catches it but he kind of like sort yeah. of like pounce thing and when he told me where he got that from it's like it's just a golfer. It's some golfer who had this way of examining the, the putting well, green. And then he had this thing and he, he even would add it like a hiss. He would hiss when he did it. He just completely took it out of context and just into another universe. Yeah, it became this like, I forget what he called it. I don't even remember. But it looks like a, like a scorpion or something like that. But it's from golf. But it's from golf, right? Yeah. Like the, I think that's the most important and most interesting stuff is like names, moves, and where they come from. Like hearing people's the story behind them, mm. or like maybe the name is not so interesting, but yeah, like the story that developed into it of like why why it's called this ridiculous thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, what did they use to like supplement it? But like the movements inside of it that they think are like, oh, this, this represents this and this represents this. And then when I put it together, it represents this. Oh, they got like a Voltron move. <laughs> right. But like individually, it's like those pieces have nothing to do with that thing yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's uh, meta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo. What do you think about this? This is something I was talking with um, Wolvie. I don't know if you know Wolvie. Yeah. But I was just randomly talking with him about stuff and about like just random thoughts and things like that. And we got into, I mentioned like the meta of breaking and how it, how it changes over time and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of got that from like, from fighting games. I get a lot of inspiration from fighting games. But like, so when a game gets, released or any any competitive game or any anything where you make it competitive um yeah like when it starts out 
people will approach it a certain way, but as people kind of figure things out a little more, the, the, the way to play the game changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a way, there's like the initial way that the, the developers want you to play the game or whatever. But as it goes on, like certain characters will become more stronger at certain points until some new like tech is found out with this other character that shoots them up or, or brings this person down because then they're not so, or people are just familiar with the game. And so this person is not so, they know like how to counter them. They figured the character out. So they're like, their usefulness kind of goes down, right? And I thought about it with like breaking and like the meta over time changes and like, I guess it's just more like trends and what, what are, mm. but it's always changing, right? Yeah. So like, what is it right now? Right now it's about being like super athletic, uh, crazy energy and really creative too but maybe not always so musical or like, you know, having that like freshness to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's incredible in its own way. Like it's, but you know, five years ago, I don't even know what it means. Well, like maybe Long. a while ago, it was like, everyone's all about routines. And then, yeah. you know, before that in like the early two thousands or something, like you had, people getting like really abstract and doing all these weird oh, yeah. movements and stuff. And like that was winning stuff. And then you had a response to that where everyone went like super old school and then that was winning. And it's like, you know, people get tired. Like I only, I, I swear this is going to be the next trend. Okay. And it, you already kind of see it happening a bit, but like, right. yeah, the super athletic and these crazy moves and people are so creative, but it's like, it's all about, high energy and and whatever right and you're gonna this is my prediction you're gonna see the people um like like hannibal like heat rock like uh who else is on that but just people who are like they don't necessarily have like moves that they do right but they've got that like feeling and that you know whatever like they just vibe out yeah and they just go and they dance and they're not necessarily doing like incredible crazy moves but they have such a crazy connection with the music right and i think that's gonna be the next wave direction interesting that's you why know, I, I thought that like for the last for the last two like two three years i think people tried to hop on the flow train mm. you know things again I've, it's cycles right yeah. there's always things that are th things are always there it's just what people choose to give their attention into but like yeah. definitely i think there's some people that tried to get on like the flow train for a bit and you know it's not even in their own way they're just flow train doing the flow the way they seen the flow and it's like yeah, what yeah. can be your own flow it doesn't it, it can be so many things right and like <clears throat> i i like i started breaking in that like fresh foundation era right so like that 2007 2008 back when like all right fundamentals everybody needs their good basics again like you're whack if you can't have like 
clean six step, good CCs, like, you know, and when I look at people now, like I, I see like a lot of energy put into like learning the crazy movements for certain things and they, they do them well, but then the connections between them, there's like a lack of storytelling or transitioning. It'll be like somebody like, it's like a crazy movement and then they like have like a victory celebration in their round and then they like go back and CC. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They'll be like CC, CC. Do it crazy and they're like, ah, oh, yeah. And then they like, drop down, CC, CC. And they keep going and I'm like, <laughs> did you see oh, it? I did it. <laughs> going. Like, why did you need to just, just like, yeah, like, <laughs> like man, yeah. It, it destroys the round for me. It hurts me. Cause it's like, wow, that was crazy. But I, ah. Took me out of it. Right. Yeah. You had me on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. And you broke the fourth wall by giving giving yourself props. <laughs> Unless that's part of the whole thing, in which case then how better are we getting here? Right? <laughs> like, look, this is a performative experience where I break the fourth wall after I hit this crazy movement to allow the viewer to feel like they did that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever seen somebody hit some movements or like do things in a round that made you feel like, like that was you like killing it? You ever had somebody made it like, you know, you ever looked at somebody and been like, damn, I'm killing it right now through no, you. But, but that's hilarious. <laughs> like I've had that experience. <laughs> that's cr It's so. You feel, you feel like you're, you're being drawn into it, right? Oh shit. We just lost you somehow. No. Your, are your pictures frozen? Yeah, frozen. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are you saying? I feel like. Uh, you were talking about like being, someone does something so crazy that you feel like you. Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah, is it like you, you feel like drawn into it and that's why you feel like kind of. Not just drawn in. You're like, I don't know. Right now, I feel like you're representing me and like i don't know if I'll be killing it <laughs> like <laughs> crazy to find no okay i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're like get out of here you're drunk go home yeah. or let's say it's like you know you shared some movements with like your crewmates or your friends right and they enter the battle and in that round where they're destroying it they use those movements you know and then so I, how do you in there right that i can understand when it's like you have some connection with the person already, like they're your crew or whatever, or you vibe with them. But like, if it's some random person and they did something like crazy, I don't know if I would feel like yeah, that's I'm I'm killing. <laughs> I still feel like you can. <laughs> if you're like, oh, so like I was in the cipher uh, at a skillsometer or it, a cipher. Cipher is a little different. Oh, okay. Okay, then in that case, I can kind of understand that. Musically, right? It's like sometimes you're watching someone and you're like, oh, I would have actually killed it exactly like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and I then see. you're like, oh, that's like me. And then you, you feel like you killed it. <laughs> you know? That's so egotistical. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But I was thinking more along the lines of like, yeah, and this is, this is my, you know. Yeah way of thinking about things is like you know when you have those really good ciphers it's those how do you explain it? like it's 
it's those sort of like spiritual moments where like the you get so drawn into it and you know you you lose the whole thing you know it, it's kind of the thing that i mentioned sometimes of like what i was saying today about like doing it in the intrinsic um what do you call it? intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic like why are you doing this thing is it because you just like doing it or is it because you're like getting props or you're getting whatever from it right and so like the best circles that i've been a part of is where whatever the level is like it doesn't even matter but and other people might have their own reasons for why they're going in and what they're doing but when i'm there and when i go in like what if i have that mentality of like i'm no longer trying to impress someone and i'm no longer trying to like get props from anyone i just want to do it and and connect with the music and just feel good and that's when like that's when i get into those moments where like everything for me starts to like disappear of like i'm me you're tafaya this is so whatever and like you're just totally in the moment and totally free and whatever like and so those in those moments then it's like this person's killing it and it's not necessarily that i'm doing it or i i would do it that way but like you feel everyone is kind of one this is like mm -hmm. some creepy stuff right <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's what it is, you know, that uh, I'm feeling in those moments too. Yeah, but like, you know, you feel like everything that everyone is doing is connected and everyone was like, kind of, everyone becomes one or whatever you want to call it. Like, whether the other people are on that same mentality, it's like, for you, this is getting into like, now I'm starting to think about like simulations and like, that's your own reality. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, when you make... When you make these circles and these ciphers, each one is like its own universe, right? You know? So like, technically speaking, you are making like an alternate reality space compared to the rest of the other circles or even the room. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, and-, and That's like a little pocket, right? Right, it's, it's constantly changing according to the music or who's in it and yeah. like it's a very trippy, experience the thing that we're actually doing is very complicated mm -hmm. on a higher level but we just simplify it because we're just like yeah you know it's just rolling on the floor and all that good stuff yeah yeah but yeah like uh you can have like a really good circle and then just suddenly it just disappears yeah. or like one person goes in that just is on the different energy or like and they could just kill it like in a bad way you can just be like oh <laughs> yeah well like that you know that would depend who's in the circle right you know if you have some people who are like uh maybe they just don't have the confidence or something maybe they have the skill but they just don't have the confidence yet but someone comes out and they do this crazy round and like in your own head in my own head i might think like damn there's no way that i could follow them but if you didn't think like that and you just went in and just did your thing and didn't care like you maybe would be like on the same level or whatever hypothetically right but because you told yourself like damn like i'm like you you defeated yourself in a way yeah yeah it's so crazy like the mental side of of breaking and, and the, like this is all stuff that you just never think about because 
or like it's harder to think about because it's all stuff in here right like your body is so easy like i don't have enough strength to do that i'm not flexible enough to do that i feel tired like you feel it right but stuff with like your mentality and like the way you're perceiving things like it's not immediately obvious to you of like oh this thing is actually happening or like i'm perceiving it this way but like other people might be seeing this thing a totally different way and that doesn't even really matter because like it's what is my reality this person just did this thing okay how am i reacting to it and like it doesn't even really matter what they're thinking right it's like how do you react to it yeah absolutely and like but like you you know yeah i just think people don't they don't think about that part of breaking or that part of well, life in general yeah. yeah maybe it's changing more so now with like my generation your generation like people are thinking more about you know mental mental health and mental like just your mental state and all these things maybe that's like bringing more awareness to other areas of things that people do yeah yeah one thing that uh definitely has been coming up for me over the last two years around like the mental game was those moments where you know you're at an event in the space with all these other people people who you know or don't know and you go to go in the circle but like the energy is like very frantic mm -hmm. you know and you know you're in that like okay uh you, your mind is just like going 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 and then I was trying to figure out for a while, how do I get to that sweet spot where I don't care, you know, and where I can move freely, and, you know, and it's almost like I have to dumb myself down or like create this like reductionist process where it's like, you're going to go in and I don't care how crazy this music is. You're going to keep it very basic until you can control your shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, creating those processes to remind yourself that it's like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to do anything fancy. Just yeah. like yourself. Like. Yeah. And like a lot of this stuff is like your your own ego and just dealing with that of like, okay, yeah, if I go in, like I, I feel it. This is something that I really struggled with. And especially since like my mind has changed over the last few years on on all like how I approach things. I still struggle with my old mentality of like, if I go in a circle, I have to like do something that's worthy of this circle or something like that. Right. So like, you know, Oh, there's this famous person or something like that, or this person that I looked up to, I can't look whack in front of them. And like, so it's that kind of thing that like you start to, psych yourself out almost of like wow okay i i can only do this i have to do this and if i don't do it then it sucks yeah but if you just went in there and just did whatever and were able to just be more free and like yeah you try maybe you you try and do that but then you mess up and then but you just keep going and flowing out of it like it won't it won't matter right yeah. and then uh like but, but part of that comes from just like training your body and training your knowing, 
movement possibilities and and these kinds of things so that yeah like you said when when you get to those situations when those situations arise are you able to act accordingly yeah are you able to do something out of it yeah. and like that's that's that like to me that's when those when you have that mind body connection and that's what creates the soul sort of whatever yeah un that um unconscious process the way i interpret soul these days is like your mind your unconscious mind interesting and so when you've when you've like yeah trained your body to be able to do all these movements and has the strength to do it has the flexibility to to be free and and move then your your mind is freed up to not concentrate on like how to do that stuff your mind is free to like be aware and recognize these situations and stuff like that and the more familiar you are the quicker your 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 thought process can can go like you recognize the situation and you're familiar with it and you immediately go to like oh yeah this move i can do that out of it and then oh i did this move oh, i repeated it but then the more you're like aware that you're repeating then you just like oh i repeat it okay maybe i just go back into it and then i have this like other exit that i can do and now it's not a re repeat now it's a it's a you know like i'm telling i'm showing you something and then giving you like okay i can do it and i can do it this way and i can do it this way you know so you turn a repeat into something else but it's like familiarity familiarity with situations and like allowing your brain your mind to to recognize these situations so that it can like it's familiar with them so it acts on them quicker and then that's when you get the like that free i'm not even thinking i'm i'm like thinking but i'm not thinking and that's yeah. like a soul kind of thing right uh, where you're well, like, where you're not in control you're not yeah you know and like something something nebulous out in this whatever like this energy when people talk about energy and all these things and like you know catching spirits and whatever you want to call it like that's the soul that's when you you're in a state where you've trained it enough and then your mind can just like throw these things out and just vomit them out whenever it needs to i don't know why i said vomit i was like you know especially more recently i kind of like feel like it's even more beyond that for myself like where like soul is just the the core of that person's being of like their they and themselves like outside of even their responses to their experiences mm -hmm. it's just like that specific or the all the originality of you right mm -hmm. that is you yeah. and then there is your mind and then there is your body um <laughs> And I think that like through using your mind and your body, you prepare or we prepare ourselves for these situations through movements, but then your being, which is ultimately in control of all of that, depending on how aware of yourself you are, right, is constantly adjusting or shifting. That's why you can't really hit the same round perfectly right. each single time. Yeah, yeah. yeah not just because of the environment, because you are adjusting. Yeah. Well, like yeah going off of that too it's, it's like it, every every moment is different from the previous moment in right. physically and 
Oh shit, we're getting better right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yo, it it was it's that kind of thing. Like, you know what? One of the things that I was thinking about is like people talk about that that state where you know you you stop thinking. Your mind is not there. Like it's there and it's not there, and you know you're you're aware of your body, whatever these these kinds of things, like those flow states, and uh, they're kind of like people will say like, yeah, you're, you're, you're really present in a sense. Like to me, that makes a lot of sense because like you're, you're focused on like the, what's happening now, the task right now, whatever that is, whether it's creating a move or whether it's the music that's playing and I have to move to that music. And you're just so focused on that, that you're not thinking about, anything in the future you're not thinking about anything in the past right but the the this is when i get into like philosopher mode or whatever like the present is the meeting it's the meeting point of those two things right so the present is constantly leaving past it's like creating the past and it's constantly like moving into the future right so it's like you know in a way, like when you're creating on the spot, you're anticipating a little bit, right? So you're kind of in the future, but you're also drawing on like all your previous experiences, right? Of like, oh, the music's gonna do this, I can do this, boom. And you just do it in like, it's past and future, like in this little tiny <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so like, you have to, I don't know, you have to, it's not even being aware, but like that's kind of what is happening in a stupid, um, right. non-scientific, <laughs> explained yeah. on the fly way. But like that's how we work, I think. There has to be that level of awareness too, though, right? Where, like, even in all the ways we can frame it, if we can keep exploring what that means, where even if some people are like, okay, well, I'm gonna choose to acknowledge my future as just a continual present that i have yet to experience you know because then like you know and then the past as like a as a present moment that has already like lived itself you know and like you know we are in in this thing that is just continually moving forward because you know we are limited in our dimensional capabilities and that's that whole <laughs> you know what i mean like, as of right now but yeah like you know and through the movement we are simultaneously able to go into the past you know and we're able to tap into future possibility and yet at the same time it'll never hit at the best you can't you can't recreate the perfect storm conditions you know so just to be like remember this one time boom i nailed it and then the other time you're like hmm all the conditions were there but yeah you know that gets into like some stuff that i i picked up just living in japan or just learning about japanese culture and stuff like that and and i think it the the basis comes from a buddhist background like japanese culture is kind of weird that people are not religious but their entire culture has like is built on like a lot of religious foundations so a lot of Japanese culture is actually based on like Zen 
yeah. and Buddhism. But uh, damn, I lost it again. What was I talking about? Japanese culture. It's kind of religious, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you were talking about the moments, like you did this thing, and like damn, that was crazy, and you you try and do it again and recreate it, and it just can't happen, like for whatever reason. But like, that's one of those things where, um, yeah, like, you know, the whole cherry blossom festival and why that's so special in Japan is like the cherry blossom is not forever. It's only there for a short time. And so while it's there, you appreciate it and it's, it's beautiful. And, and even when it, when they fall, like that has its own beauty of like, it's not there anymore. It's gone right and so it was like it's the beauty this is like a really japanese thing of like beauty in impermanence or yeah. beauty in like imperfection or whatever like this thing is not forever it's not perfect and you know but it's still beautiful while while you have the chance to experience it yeah and like that's what i think about like why freestyle kind of stuff has become so much more interesting to me but you still need to train like um, kind of more structured to be able to do that freestyle stuff. But yeah, like being able to create stuff on the spot and like you recognize these situations and like, oh, I can do this. And oh man, like, and it's just like happening in that moment. And if you try and do it again, like it's not going to have that same feel maybe. Or you might be able to recreate the move, but it just kind of something feels a bit weird and it might become one of those, you know, moves that you do, but then it just becomes like this thing that you do and it's fine. Like it may be cool, but it won't have that same feeling as that one time when you first did it in that specific moment with that specific movement, uh, music with those people or no people around you with that floor, with the physical fitness that you were at, the mental state that you're in, like, yeah that's never going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's all okay. And we just got to live with it and deal with it and just yeah. figure out like it happened. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and we should, we should be able to appreciate it. Like, you know, uh, the fact that it existed is, is a, an amazing thing. It's like yeah. the same kind of thing with like, you know, like life and death. I don't know, this is getting crazy. But like, you know, you have, let's say a family member or a friend or even like a dog. Dog is a really good example or a pet. And that, especially because pets, they're like only around for a much shorter period of time. So like you, that can become more real to you. And like, or that appreciate, you have a chance to actually think about that. You know, like, yeah, this person, this thing's gone. This my dog's gone. And I feel so sad. I wish they were still here. And you're kind of holding on to it. It's that same kind of thing of like being able to let things go, and like that's like finding closure and stuff like that. But it's like you're holding on to it. And you're holding on to it, and you're like, no, no, no. Like I don't want it to go. I don't want it to go. I don't want that memory to go, or like that they're still here. That kind of thing. And then once you can just sort of like appreciate it that yeah, they're gone and. But I had that time with them or whatever, you know, 
that time, like this kind of getting into like how that, that time or that person or that whatever dog thing experience, whatever experiences, it doesn't even have to be a person, but that changes you. Right. And maybe you can never have that same thing again. That person doesn't exist anymore, but it's changed you. And in a way that thing lives on in you, like through your experiences, through the way that you think or whatever, or, the way that you behave because of you met this person or you had this experience or whatever it is. But maybe you'll never meet anyone like that or you'll never have an experience like that again, but it's a, it's like a beautiful part of your, your existence on this planet. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard for some people to just not, you know, some people, they really just don't know how to like appreciate and let go like you know they they just really cling to it mm-hmm. and uh i always like i always found that really interesting and like it's definitely it's something like you know like because i i mean you could we can all be doing the same thing for different reasons right like mm-hmm. so it's like even the act of appreciating something there can be an origin point that is very different you know i could be appreciating it because i know oh it's impermanent and I've lived my life a certain way to appreciate these things and just to be grateful. But somebody might appreciate the same thing because uh, it's like specific to that time period, but they don't have that same ability in other things in their life, right? You know, it's, it's a very relative thing. And uh, I also try and understand that all the levels in which these things we're talking about can be applied, like how it's not like consistent for everyone. You know, like, yeah, you know, we might be able to do that like this in this way, but then just flop on it in another subject of our lives. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, you know, that's, that's like, um, one of the cool things that I've realized over the past few years is like, not to say that I, I, I'm like a perfect being or anything like that by any means. But, you know, it's like, yeah, seeing the bigger picture that this thing that you focus on, like, and the lessons that you take from, say, breaking, right? That stuff can can also apply to all these other different things. But I was just totally blind to that before. And, like, everything was just focused on this one thing and whatever, right? Like, the more yeah the more i started to like just i don't know like in a way like let go of it and just like let it be and just let it's a thing i just do it and i just do it for fun i'm not trying to make it into anything and it's just there and then i could kind of see step back and look at it from this bigger picture and like see how it connects with all these other things and like that's when i started making connections with like wrestling and breaking and like fighting games and all these things and like that are totally unrelated, but actually they're all doing very similar things or there's similar processes, like aspects of it that are really similar or things like overlap, right? And getting into psychology and like all this stuff and like, oh yeah, you know what? Like that's actually very similar to Buddhism or similar to like religion or whatever. And then starting to, I have like this newfound appreciation for religion. Like I'm not religious. Yeah. But I kind of get, I get, I feel like I get it now, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
I don't believe that there's a God or this kind of thing. Like, but I get in, for me, I get what that represents or what these things like these rules or whatever, why, what this represents and like, yeah, you know, yeah. But I wouldn't have thought of that with that if I hadn't like, yeah, just like taken a step back from, from things or had different experiences that just made me like kind of, yeah, look at, look at what's going on or look at, just, just start to do things for the sake of doing them because they're yeah. fun, because they're interesting. And then you, you just get into these states where you're just like making all these connections with things. And I don't even know if that was related to what you were saying, but. <laughs> I think there, then that also leads into that, that idea of like, you know, do we always need to have a purpose to do yeah. something or something versus being engaged in the process of it, whatever it is. Well, like that can be the purpose. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the process could be the purpose. It doesn't have to have an outcome for you to really want to go hard at it. And uh, yeah, like I, I feel like that's a very specific um, line of thinking, right? That it's hard for people to grab onto, especially because we live in this kind of world where you have to have a deliverable in order to put your foot down on something, right? If, if you don't have a deliverable for your business, then you're just bleeding money and money is the thing that everything runs on and yeah, yeah. Then you can rent. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If we had the opportunity, like during this quarantine period, we all had more time, you know, even if it was just a few hours a day, just to mess around on some other stuff mm -hmm. that we always wanted to do or dream a little bit more. And even just to enjoy the process, it kind of made me realize, man, I miss or I want to, have a job or some kind of career path where I don't think about putting the hours into it. I'm just obsessed with it. And yeah. because of that obsession with it, it fuels itself, you know, yeah. and it keeps evolving and expanding. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of what everyone is like. I think everyone gets to that point at some point in their life where they realize like, you know, I'm making, I made my, my fortune or whatever it is, or I did this thing that I set out to do and cool. Like, but then it's kind of like, you need, so I might've mentioned it before in some other of these talks, but like, there's a really good book. I might've mentioned it to you. There's a really good book called the, the denial of death. Okay. No. And, uh, it's basically about like, you know, talking about meaning and purpose and, and stuff like that. Of like, why, why do we do what we do and this kind of stuff. And that book puts forth this idea of like, we do what we do to kind of deal with the fact that we're gonna die. Mm that we're mortal, right? Like we, we struggle with this, like, you know, like our, our minds are infinite. Like the possibilities in your head, like they can just go, like nothing is impossible, right? So you have this like infinite kind of God mode in your, in your inside, but it's in this body that like after a certain point, you, you start, to, it starts to deteriorate and even your mind starts to deteriorate. 
in right. some senses. And, and that's when you realize like you're going to die or like you're not permanent. And some people deal with that of like, you know, it's like letting you hold on, like, ah, I don't want to, I can't do this. Like, and, and I guess everyone does that to an extent. And then it's like people build their own kind of like quote unquote like legacy projects or ways of becoming immortal, even though you die. So like, you know, people get super upset and it, and it doesn't even necessarily have to do with money and fortune and stuff like that. But for some people, that's their legacy project. Maybe Jeff Bezos, Bezos is like, that was just what he set out to do. And like, that's his thing. And he's in one of the, maybe he's in one of these cycles where it's like, yeah, I just want to be the richest guy and I want to have more money and like, and, but he just needs more and more and more and it just keeps going. And then that's his legacy of like, just being this insane dude who just made a, a mountain of, of money or whatever. Right. But like it, it can be anything really like people want to, they want to change the world or they want to raise a family. And like for them, that's their, their child is their legacy project of like, they're putting themselves kind of into this child in a lot of ways. And the child is literally half of them. Yeah. Right? But like they put that energy in there and then they, that's, if you raise the child, raise the child correctly, whatever. And this is like, who knows what's correct. Right. But if you raise the child to be like a good person, I guess it's like, and even that's kind of relative. Yeah. Um, like that's your, your legacy of like, I put myself into this being and then they're, they're going to keep going and then hopefully they have a kid. And like, that's sort of the, the base, like um, biological thing mixed with the, our deep self-awareness and the, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. But you know, like the great artists of our times and painters and yeah, dancers, even whatever, like it's not even like I want to be famous or I want to be remembered for this thing necessarily. But it's just like I'm gonna die, and I don't know. Like we get, I maybe I'm forgetting something, but the book gets into it. Like these these processes and and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah. If you can, if you can get past all the Freudian sexual <laughs> repression kind of stuff, it deals with that as well. Cause it's kind of an older book. I see. So it deals with that, but it also deals with like the rejection of that. And then it even talks about Freud and how his, his whole legacy project was psychoanalysis. Right. And like he just devoted his whole time into that and everything was sort of like focused on that. And, and like, it, yeah, it just gets into a lot of interesting things. But like you said the rejection of that, like what, what is rejecting it mean? Uh, what, I'm trying to remember why they call it the denial. Um, is it that? Well, like it's like, yeah, like you're so creating these legacy projects. That's the denial. Oh, okay. Like, you know that you're going to die. So you're like, how can I figure out a way of being immortal and being remembered uh, forever? Even though, like, that's impossible, right? Because everything, 
nothing is permanent, right? Even these things that are like stars and they like exist for billions of years or whatever, or galaxies, like as far as we know and as far as our scientific theories and the great minds of science, like they're, they know that like, okay, well this, I don't know, like this thing becomes a black hole or, um, and it's all like these cycles and stuff, right? Like this thing's getting destroyed. Meanwhile, this thing's getting created. And yeah, yeah. Never. Know, a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> things being destroyed, things being created. That's just like breaking. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, and that's how like all these things connect. Right? Yes, yeah. I think it's so interesting, and why people should just learn learn whatever they learn and then you know just learn whatever you want whatever you want to learn because like at the end of the day as long as long as you can ensure your survival nothing nothing really matters yeah and that's not i don't mean that as like nothing really matters so like why am i living that kind of thing it's like nothing really matters so do whatever like enjoy your life. Yeah. Well, keeping everyone else also like ideals. Yeah, life. like so that's when morality comes in. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like you know, yeah. it's, totally. it's the reason I think it's that that's the reason why you have people who. I think maybe our generation. Or you're a bit younger, but still kind of the same generation, maybe. But like, when I was growing up, I was taught like you you go to school and you get a degree and then you work and then you start a family and then you get a house and then have kids yeah. and whatever right it's this path it's set and like yeah you gotta you gotta have your career figured out and this kind of thing but then like as i got older and i hear stories from people and like yo this guy was a doctor and then he just was like this is not for me what am i doing like i don't enjoy this and then they go and like they become a i don't know like a ramen chef or something strange like that and they're like they love ramen and like that be that thing clicked in their head of like i want to just do this yeah and they make it work how whatever they need to do and then that becomes maybe their like legacy project right their way of, I don't know or just like it, legacy projects aside like it just gives their life some kind of meaning mm. you know yeah. maybe we're all just looking for that thing that makes it easier just to push things along until you reach the end of your day well, yeah it's like yeah like the there's the what do you call it? like the the tragedy of life that it's like you know yeah, I guess that's the that's that same thing of like knowledge that you're gonna die, knowledge that there's an end, and that becomes clearer and clearer as you get older. And I think that's when people just start to realize, like, you know, that's like waking up from the matrix. <laughs> and like, I've mentioned this a few times with other people, like, throughout your life, you'll have things that like they'll fundamentally change the way you think about the world and the way you view the world. And that's like your old self kind of dying and then you're reborn mentally, I guess. Right. And that's like that rebirth. 
So you're reborn, you're seeing everything in this new way. And then, uh, but with all your past experiences as well, the knowledge of, of all that. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. If we allow ourselves to also accept this new version of ourselves, right? Because sometimes we can go through this metamorphosis, mm -hmm. but still cling to like the old ways because we're too afraid to step into the, the new reality that presents itself mm -hmm. in front of us. Yeah. In which point we're self-sabotaging ourselves, right? Because then you're trying to do these old things, but you're a completely different version of yourself and you won't upgrade, right? So yeah, you gotta kind of clear your computer and like reinstall a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Cool. Yeah, it's clean, clean reboot. Yeah, and, the, and like the only—that's like something actually I only realized over the past year and a half. Really, no, I didn't even. It was a slow process, but by the time I realized it, I was like, could have used that information a lot earlier, but it's okay. Like we're here now. Now I know. Yo, so that just reminded me of something, and you know, we're talking about going through these things and learning certain things about life or whatever, whatever it is, you're learning stuff. And that really made me, well, it's like stuff that I've been thinking about recently with, um, to do, to do with like mentorship mm. and the, the real value of, of good mentorship is yeah. like, you know, people are always looking for shortcuts of like, I want to get better at this thing or whatever and these kinds of things. And the best answer is to get a real mentor. Yeah. Like, you know, but not someone who's like going to tell you like you, this is the way you got to do it and this and this and this. It's like a guide. They'll be like, this is, you know, this stuff helped me in throughout my life. And I came to these realizations way later. And if I had someone to tell me, about these things that they're kind of like maybe the these like underlying truths that for everyone it's true or something like that right and if you can like speed up the realization then that's a that's a great thing that you can get from mentors right yeah. and like parents like parents do that too or they, ideally they do that right but it's yeah. like they have all this experience and then ideally they're they're passing on that experience to you hopefully in a healthy way and hopefully they're able to kind of like contextualize it in your new like environment because they might have experienced it in this other environment right so like someone telling you this is one of the things that i was talking about i think i don't know i can't remember if it was in the last interview or not but with with we were talking about my mom yeah and like she she would always tell me these things and part of it is like just being a teenager and you don't want to listen to your parents and stuff like that but it was like a lot of the stuff that she told me it's right but she never she was never able to like explain to me why so there are certain things where she's like just you should do this and i'm like yeah. why and maybe it's because like she's her English is her second language and she can't fully express it. Why is it important? Or maybe she didn't even know. I don't know. But 
that kind of thing of like if you can contextualize it for this new person because they don't have the same experiences that you had to make to have it make sense so if you can do that and then then um you speed up that process of this, this yeah. person right and that's why uh, like, teachers are so undervalued good teachers that's so important if people can explain why i feel like there's that's a big hurdle like yeah. job. but then now the parenting style like everyone's uh coming from such a different place and sometimes you know yeah they just they just you know you you're, you're like okay well why and then they're like because i'm your parent and i told you so you know yeah that's not an answer though you know and there's no real breakdown of like okay look right now you are xyz blah blah blah, blah. and i feel like all those times i asked why i just wanted a breakdown and to also know that they understood where i was at so that's why i want to do these things but there is like such a large communication break there yeah it, it's so it's so frustrating right so then you're like well okay you just tell me to do random shit so i'm just gonna go and do what i want and then i'll i'll let you know how that goes anyway you well know? that's what i mean like a, a good mentor a good teacher or whatever will like show you these things as a guide right and they're not telling you like you have to do it this way but it's kind of like yeah like they're options. they're giving you options right and they're saying like you know this for me this helped me a lot if because xyz if they can give you a good reason like that it's helping but the thing is like they have to be open-minded just like you or the student or people or whatever mentee mentee mentor the they like both people have to be open so like the mentor has to be open to the fact that this whoever they're mentoring has a totally different experience like they're learning in a different environment different time different circumstances possibly and that's gonna change their views on things and 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 it is just gonna be different because like i don't know they're they have the internet and they didn't have to think about like going and buying $50 tapes that are 30 minutes long, you know, stuff like that. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then it goes the other way too. What was that? Also trust, right? Do you yeah. Yeah. And so like you got to build a relationship and, and trust, but yeah, it goes the other way too, that the data, the mentee <laughs> has to be like has to think like okay maybe i don't understand what they're saying right now but they're saying it for a reason so like what and you got to be open of like well there's got to be something there some reason and that's when the why is so important but if you don't get that why like you're like what is what is the reason there's, there's there must be some reason like why this is so important for them to tell me to communicate this thing and then yeah it's like you got to find that middle ground where you guys meet and like you said trust and, yeah. yeah yeah i think the trust part is it's pretty important somebody who you know is like looking out for you and has your best interests and they're not just also trying to like claim you know yeah so, yeah I think, especially in breaking hip hop community, it's like, 
it, it's like that uh there's that fear of dying right you know bruce lee art of dying you don't fear death and therefore you're gonna move past it right exactly. but then it's funny that we always people always reference bruce lee in hip-hop culture right and they talk about all these things but then they have such a strong fear of death right in terms of their their community involvement or like being like you know basically like smoked in a cipher like the fear of death is what is making them like very like like reactive and even trained so hard right yeah. so it's just a really ironic thing for me that everyone is operating out of that place of like oh this is finite and i'm finite so i better push really hard and make sure that no one can get the best of me so that you don't kill me before i kill myself like kind of thing like that's really what it is like it's like at least i know i can be really whack so if at least if i smoke myself that's one thing but if you smoke me before i smoke myself i'm gonna be really disappointed <laughs> Oh, man. But the, the, the claiming stuff and the ownership is like people's attempt to, to like do that immortality bid where it's like, oh, my legacy la like will live on, right? So it's like, oh, I taught, I taught these people. That's me. You see that? That move or that move. That's all me. Yeah. When, you know, like there's a lot of other factors that go into it and it also gets into a question of authenticity. Did you yeah. give to give or did you give to get credit? Yeah. Well, I think that's a big thing with, with breaking and hip hop to an extent or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just, in the context of breaking, it's like my context, but like there's a lot of, yeah, like ingrained into the way that the culture works is like a lot of ego. Yes. And like what you were talking about was like claiming things and this whole thing was like biting and how, complex it actually is but people have this like surface level kind of way of thinking about it and like if you do anything that looks like this like this is my move and 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 claiming claiming things and like if you if you claim things and like no one can ever do anything and this kind of stuff then like if you stuck to that and you never changed that way of thinking like this dance would never have evolved it never would have gone anywhere and we would still be doing like it would probably still be stuck in the in the bronx and probably would have died out if you didn't let people and it's like it kind of makes me think about to some extent like this is kind of relating it to other stuff right this is what i like about breaking is like a lot of stuff applies to other things and it's yeah. like the whole thing with like, say, for example, like cultural, cultural appropriation. Yeah. And like, it's kind of a, like a double-edged sword. And I get why some people are like that, like very protective because like, say for example, like first nations people in Canada, like they literally had their cultures like almost wiped out. Right. Like, and it was like the government actively tried to do that. Right. So, of course, like given that historical context of that, whatever, right? Same kind of thing in the US, well, maybe other places, but especially in the US with like black culture, like black history and this kind of thing, same kind of thing. Uh, but like, so I get why people are super protective 
because of that history of like wiping out their culture, right? Or attempting to do that. But at the same time, like in some ways, like I see it, like what I was saying, like if you're so protective of it and no one else can do it, or no one has permission or like only a select few or whatever, like that kind of thing, like the, the culture is gonna either stagnate or it's gonna start to die out. Like if you don't allow people to kind of like participate in it and, and, and also in a sense, like own it like, it doesn't even have to be like anyone owns it. Right. Right. And I think like going, getting down to that, like with cultural appropriation and the same thing with biting, right. What it comes down to is like respect of what you're taking. Right. You know, like, let's say you're doing, you want to learn like First Nations art, like Haida art or whatever that kind of thing is. Like, if you take the time to reach out to those people and learn from them, and then it's almost like they know that their culture is being represented in the right way by someone who knows what they're doing. And even if there might not be like an insider, like they kind of make you an insider or whatever, if you, if you respect it, right? And then I think like after that, with that knowledge, like then, this is just my opinion, like then it would be okay to start like doing this other stuff with it Mm. and getting like uh, one of the guys in my crew, Dylan, he does First Nations art, but he does it kind of in his own way of like, I think he mixes it with like, math and geometry and repeating patterns and stuff like that but it's still first nations art but it's not traditional but it is because you learn from people like that actually do it yeah so it's the same kind of thing with like say breaking is like someone does this move and and like you might do something that so breaking maybe is a little different that like you should be able to just learn anything but it's the whole thing of like, are you trying to pass that thing off as your own move right. that you right. created it? And that's like a, res- a disrespect to the person that maybe first did it or whatever, right? And that yeah. might not have had the same opportunities as you to exhibit their skill set or... Yeah, or some, you know, like whatever, all these different factors, right? But the main thing is like, respect and like maybe even just acknowledgement of where it came from yeah right and so like there's also that there's also a question there of like let's say you know and uh it's like let's say uh for example you learn from a crew and they have a very original style it's very specific let's say that like there's a kid and starts to bite them right and like the movement is so nasty but like, let's say they've already internally agreed that the movement will live and die with them. They're not going to pass yeah, that's that fair. That's what they have. But then if you bite that, you're disrespecting, right? What they, yeah. what they agreed internally for themselves, you know? And I think that also the respect of what that meant to them, there definitely has to be that communication piece. I mean, on the global level, the reason that cultural appropriation is such a large problem is because if we lived in an ideal world where everyone was of the same like playing field, then we would be able to trade across and therefore it would just be like whatever. But because you're playing with these power dynamics of people don't have power, they've been disenfranchised, 
you're you're not no longer trading across it's either things are being taken up and thrown down you know it's like that's like a really hard game to play so then it's like if we're at two different power dynamic levels and you think oh wow that's really nifty i never thought of that let me just grab that and then everybody up here starts doing that but then people are still like oh but you you're not you're not cool you're still not cool even though i got <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's what i mean like that respect thing of like and acknowledging where it's coming from and these kind of things and like actually going to the source and yeah. you're you're going down to where they are or whatever like even like, you're from even that going down analogy though it's just like it's like damn so it's like sharing that doesn't well, move what, what i mean like, is like <laughs> i don't mean like they're at this thing and you're stooping to their level or something like that but i mean like uh there's different ways to look at it, I think, you know, because it can be, yeah, we're getting like <laughs> just some random stuff. <laughs> it's complex, but I think though, referencing is pretty powerful, right? If we can reference um, people like a, appropriately, like, you know what I mean? In in certain ways, it's like even even that gives room, that gives a lot more room to say like, this is some stuff I saw from you or from these experiences that like really impacted me. And like, although I couldn't, I can't use that or I couldn't learn it directly, but like, this is like how we were able, this is a reference to you from whom, which I saw it, you know, in that kind of sense. Or like the other day I had a conversation. Acknowledging where stuff comes from, right? Right, or like the other day I was having a conversation with someone about cultural appropriation and we were talking about the do-rag thing. And like, we we're talking about the do-rag topic. Oh yeah, the do-rag topic. And, uh, <laughs> and he, was, he was asking me my personal opinion about it, right? And I was like, the, the issue has never been, I think for a lot of people about head wraps. Every culture has a head wrap. Every culture has head wraps, but it, it would be like, how can you like glorify like this hip hop way of dress that is associated with a certain hair quality and a hairstyle. And then you want to utilize that for yourself to be cool, but then you will never stand up for the original people who you, you thought it was cool from. And so in that case, that's where the issue is. So that's why when people say like, why are you wearing that? Like you, you have no right to wear that because you don't fuck with me. You don't really actually care about me. You care about how I dress. Uh, you care about all the other things, but not the individual. So the happy medium of that is, let's say it's like, sure, you like do-rags, you think they're dope, and that's awesome. But if your culture already has a head wrap or whatever, then it's like, okay, what about taking the patterns you've seen on do-rags and making your own cultural head wrap that's from your practice with those patterns as a reference, you know? Or like, there's also neutral things like, you know, like if, if, you, if you like, you know, tie a t-shirt around your head, like that's not a do-rag. Like the do-rag is, is a specific thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, speaking, speaking of those t-shirts, like you tie the t-shirt and whatever, we had a, it was like a joke nickname for it. It was called the Urban Turban. Urban Turban, okay. It's <laughs> because it sounded good. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, you just take your t-shirt and you go. Yeah, you know, like, that, things like that, people have been doing that since time. So if you're doing that with a t-shirt, 
no one can say anything to you. It's like, you know, or it's like a cloth, like a bandana. Like people do that all the time. Those are all head wraps. Nothing wrong with them. But like when it comes to culturally specific things for marginalized groups of people, that's when it's like, look, like you can reference them. There are things about them that maybe you're like, whoa, that's really dope. Maybe you like the way the strings hang off or whatnot. Like, but you can make something completely different that references it. You know, and, and I think people maybe didn't realize that. They just thought like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I, I deserve the thing, you know, like I, I deserve the direct thing or no one, no one told them that, hey, maybe for you, we are on equal status, but there's a lot of other people that disagree with you through their actions, maybe not mentally, but they disagree through the ways of behavior that we are of equal status and they don't understand that they're treating other people like that. So when you wear that, you're also giving them permission and letting them know that, oh, maybe it's okay for me too, even though you guys are not on the same level of like wokeness to how you treat people. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's so interesting. It's a very deep, complex, like hit. Damn, my mind is spent now. <laughs> We, I don't know how long we've been talking for, like an hour and a half, two hours or something like that. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, we'll cut it there. So Tafaya just, you know, gave us, gave us, uh, drop, drop some knowledge for some people to, to take in and, and mull around and contemplate and think about. And uh, we talked about some random, other random stuff. And <laughs> all over the place but hopefully it was entertaining for people hopefully it uh even if it just made people think about stuff that they never would have thought about that's what that's the cool stuff about this stuff about yeah. this hopefully the cool thing about this <laughs> yeah well thanks man <laughs> yeah and you know, and thanks to fire for coming back even though this is not even really like a show or anything like that. It's just something extra that I do for my Patreon, Patreon peoples. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to give you specifically another like opportunity because the first one was really, I didn't even know what I was doing. And <laughs> <laughs> now you're a seasoned veteran. Well, it's just, I'm, yeah, I kind of know, like, the vibe of it. Huh? How many have you done now? Maybe 10, 10, 11? I don't know. Something like that. But they're moving, like, less into interview territory. Depends on the person. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this after. Yeah. But anyway, thanks, people, for listening. And uh, look forward to this. Yeah. Any last words? Um, gun gun. <laughs> uh, drink water, eat your veggies, stay out of trouble. Do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what's up. All right. We'll catch you later. Peace, everybody. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com/razzyf2. 
That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash razzyf 2 razzyf 2 Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.